Welcome to We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast, where we are a boundary-free zone. Man, and where everything goes. When I say everything, I really mean everything. Everything? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> everything. <laughs> but look, for real, y'all, let me be completely honest. One thing I hate is when another person feel like they're better than the next. I mean, we all still ain't got our shit together nowadays. Plus, life is about constant elevation. And without it, we're dead. And that's why our podcast is called We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together. Together. For real. Welcome back to another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. I'm one of your hosts, John Wayne Willis Jr. And I'm your girl, Manuela Cook. Now, we are only two-thirds of the crew today. Our boy out here working, doing what he got to do to feed his family. Now, today's episode is going to be, Is Blood Thicker Than Water? Dun, dun, dun. I think this is <laughs> one of those age-old questions, right, where, you know, People always bring it up. Oh, you know, but family, we blood, we this, we that. But tell me what you think, um, you know, getting started with is blood thicker than water. Tell me what you think. I believe blood is thicker than water to an extent. Mm. You know, with blood, you have history. Um, you know, you're aware of their character. You're aware of, well, you know, like some moves they may make when it, in regards to you and how they'll have your back. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I feel like when it comes to water, you have those people who are like, can be your ride or die. Like, it don't matter what you're going through. They're going to see you through it. And they got your back to the end. So I feel like it depends on the relationship that you, you grow with those people who are blood as okay. compared to those who are water. So, I'm going to make a statement, right? Mm-hmm. Water's thicker than blood. Okay. What is blood made of? Iron. <laughs> Iron red And what else? And the human body 75% of what? Water, yeah. So, blood and water are made of the same. Blood just comes out a little bit thicker in consistency. Yeah. Water is the life's blood. You feel me? It's life's blood. Water. I feel it. Okay. I see where you come. I see where you going with that. Now, I, I take I take a couple of ways when I look at it. Mm-hmm. To me, the strongest relationship in your life should be the person you choose to spend it with. Right. True. That's automatic water. Mm. Facts. Facts. <laughs> Quench my thirst, baby. Quench my thirst. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is. To me, the power of the choice makes the power in the relationship. So, I think it kind of mirrors both perspectives. Mm-hmm. Because to me, you know, when I when I hear that statement, "blood is sticking in water," I always feel like it's coming with some type of, "but I need help." But usually, you know, we're family. Yeah, <laughs> family don't let people down. Like, you know, that's all I hear when I think about those statements, right? Yeah. Because even if you're blood, I mean, I still think you got to choose each other at some point, right? Mm-hmm. So, yet again, 
is life's blood, aka water, thicker than the blood in which you come from? I don't know, man. I think it's a, I think it's a interesting concept, but like I'm ready to dive into it though. Yes, let's just dive in. Cause okay, so do you think that there's a difference between relative and family? Like, what do you mean? Like, elaborate on that. Okay, so. When we think of the word family, right? Mm-hmm. And then you think of the word relative. Right. What's the difference? Well, we usually call our family our relatives because they're relative in our life. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, but then you have those people who are your friends and they're usually there more anyway. Like you talk to them more than you would your cousin and you're telling them all your secrets and what happened today and mm. the ones who are considered our family, our blood, they're not in the loop on what's going on. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think there's some, um, and, and plus I think too, like when it comes to our family, there's so much opinions and so much, you know, expectations from them that, if you disagree with them in any way, it's kind of a taboo type of thing. Like if you have a different religion than them, it's taboo. Um, if you don't do A, B, and C in the right order, it's a situation. It's a problem. Yeah. So, I mean, now when you when you put it the way you put it about the water and how water is mostly in the body, like seventy five percent, it's all making sense now. <laughs> I get it. So it's going to be interesting here, right? So for me, when I look at the word family, Mm -hmm. I think we use it in the wrong context completely. All right. I feel like we use the word family in the wrong context. Family is familiar. Yeah. Who do you keep around you? That's family, honestly. Relative, you don't really have a choice. True. Just because we're born of a particular group of people. Don't mean we're gonna end up like you know what I mean. Like right. Sneeze. I mean, it's it's just a process. So I, I take I take uh, me and my wife and our and our upbringings as as a, as a as a ever constant. I remember when we first like got together, she was like, "Oh my god, like you have so many friends," and I'm like, "Well, my friends are like my family. Like I didn't grow up with a ton of cousins in my age range, right? I didn't grow up getting to hang out with a ton of people right. in my age range to go play around with and have fun and do all that." And I really created bonds, friendships, like lifelong, like brotherhoods. Like, you know, we've been at it since the sandbox. Right. Or, you know, and she was like, you know, I didn't really make friends. Like, I always had my cousins. And I said, I'm going to say something about that, right? Mm -hmm. I said, are you as, as close to every single one of your cousins? Like, think about that. Yeah, you had your cousins. A lot of you guys are in like that five-year age gap. Like everybody could have played together, right? Mm-hmm. In that five-year age gap. We're talking about maybe 10, 10 kids like in that five-year age gap. Right. Like, all y'all could have played together. But are all of you, you know, in that same closeness? And she was like, nah. So I say you to think about it. You had to choose each other. And I think that that power of choice when it comes to how thick is, you know, how thick you become, like that consistency of blood, taking the water, adding the ion, you know, because water ain't always red. I mean, blood ain't always red Mm-mm. because as it flows through our veins, baby, it's blue. Yeah. 
it's blue and it's not it's not red until oxygen hits it you feel me right and so at the end of the day when, when we take a look at, at at how we view a lot of this we're putting ourselves in perspective and saying hey you know is that power of choice more important than who you come from because even though you may come from the same blood for you to be friends you have to choose her and she has, she has to, choose to choose you, you. right and so yet again, it's still that life's blood that comes to play, which is water. That water comes right into the perspective to say, hey, you know, I know that you're, you know, my cousin and you're my cousin, but I don't really rock with you as much. But her That's true because um for me growing up, we were I I kind of feel your wife a little bit on that or whatever, because growing up, like me and my cousin, we were like this. Like mm. It was more than just one of, like, two of us. It was, like, four. Like, I have a big family. Yeah. And a lot of us are around the same age. Because my aunt had, like, nine kids. Right? And the other had five. And the other had, like, six. So, <laughs> so. That'll never happen again. People ain't having kids like that no more. <laughs> nope. But, but for real, though, like, we were really, 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 really close. Like, we lived here in Atlanta. They were in Charleston, South Carolina. And we literally go to them and stay the whole summer. And but as soon as my grandmother died, all of that stopped. So, but then it made me wonder: was it really just us there because we had no choice, and that's who we were told to be close to, or you know what I mean? Because if someone significant to us dying did not bring us together, but separated us, then that says a lot to me. You know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes you got like clues, right? You got you got glue people, mm -hmm. and everybody close to grandma. So mm -hmm. everybody's congregating around grandma. Exactly. And then when you think about how you said earlier, you know, spending all your summers out there. Um, one one big thing I talk a lot about uh, with one of my really close friends was proximity, right? Right. So as as you're growing, like you create relationships based on proximity. True. So you know, throughout the whole summer, that's three months. Y'all are out there running around playing at grandma's house, eating grandma's food. Like, you know what I mean? Like, grandma is now that surrounding piece, right? So everybody's right. like, oh, man, like, my cousin, that's my girl. Like, my cousin, that's, that's my guy. Like, you know, my sister, that's that's that's, that's my girl. My brother, that's, that's my guy. <laughs> right. But a lot of it comes down to proximity. And as you get older and you get to go out into the world and see you know, the difference is you got like-minded people. You're meeting people that think more like you or you right. think them, you know, you're, you're cultivating different uh, views and cultures for your life and what you want. And then you're gravitating towards those other people. Right. Now, when proximity or proximity no longer matters, then what do you have? And I think a exactly. lot of people don't really <laughs> view that perspective when it comes to friends or family. They don't. We don't really consider those type of those things until something does happen and then we're not there no more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so it, to me, it felt devastating because I'm like, wow, like we were so close. Oh, my God. Like so close. But then now it's like when you don't have that family no more. Now it's like, hey, now I got to find some actual friends. <laughs> I gotta go wait in water. Yes. But now it's like I'm so like I love people. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you have people who dislike people. I'm not that way. 
I understand that people, I think people are very interesting beings because we go through so much and we become what we go through. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it makes it very interesting to get to know people and try to build those new relationships with people. And I don't know. I think, I think it kind of pushes the idea of family away Mm. and makes friendship more the ideal than, you know, (laughs) than family to me. I think, like I keep saying, like I keep going back and putting with the with with, with the um with 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 the viewpoint of saying mm-hmm. what was meant to be, right? Right. Were you meant to literally stay around the same people that you birth? Like you know what I mean? Like yes or no? Like or 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 were we meant to go find a, a good thing? Like I, I keep thinking about it, like in a perspective. No relationship should be stronger than the person you choose to spend the rest of your life with. Like, That's true. That's very now, much so true. As 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 I look at that, you go out and you choose somebody not of blood. Like you see what I'm saying? You go choose right. somebody not of that. But based on that um based on that commitment, based on that bond, mm-hmm. based based on the choices that you guys are making. You are now saying, hey, you know, you're more important than my mom. You're more important than my dad. Yeah. My sisters, my cousins. You are the most important human being to me on planet Earth. Now, with that being said, Mm -hmm. I take friendship and familiarity and I consider that family. Like, okay, yes. My mother, my father, my sister, my cousins, our family. Because I chose that, right? We chose bondship. You see what I'm saying? You have a lot of people who don't even rock with their own family per se because you can't get like-minded. You see what I'm saying? And so when I take the word family and I I take how how we think about where some of the strongest bonds in my life are, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Like if I wanted to go do some crazy shit today, and like you know, mm-hmm. hey, I'm riding on somebody. <laughs> I don't know if it's family that's riding with me. Like, yeah, like the person's going to jail with me. He wasn't born of the same blood. Mm-hmm. That's fast. <laughs> that's a that's different fast. perspective. That is such a different perspective because now we're sitting here and I'm looking and I'm thinking about it. Like, yo, like we've really made a bond where we're gonna make some decisions that can f up our lives right. for one another. That's that. That's thick, right? That's thick, like you know. So I, I just don't know. I, I will say for me though, when it comes to my brother, you know, mm-hmm. you met my brother. He was on a podcast. Yeah. Last, I will say he's turned into a friend because supposed to do. Yeah, and um, it's like out of all my siblings, I feel like I know like he will have my back one hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like no doubt, like literally, if we robbed the bank, like he'll be like, "Oh, yeah, <laughs> I'm a real man." Let don't me, worry. Let me, yeah, like I got your back. I got you. <laughs> Take the car and everything. <laughs> but um, but can I say that for others? You know what I mean? Like, but then I got my husband, who's like my best, who is my best friend, mm-hmm. and it's like we've had those little scenarios, which I'm not going to explain and talk about. But we had the little getaway situation happen and stuff like that. But it's like those are the type of things I look for in people and he wonders why I'm so picky I'm very picky of who I let in my circle Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a Scorpio in me or what but (laughs) 
it's an aura thing, and it's like I gotta know that if something go down with me, and I know I'm gonna be yeah, famous one day, you, and got you gotta me. have my back, like for real, for real. <laughs> like I might lose my mind and be cutting cut people. You feel right. me? Right. Like what you gonna do? I start cutting people up. Like uh, knock <laughs> you out and be like, "What the hell is you doing? Get her out of here! Get her out of here!" She real gotta cut people up. <laughs> yeah. You gonna say it was a white lady named Karen? It's like. <laughs> 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 yeah, real talk. Um, but I mean, like, it's it's interesting though, right? Uh-huh. And and I think it begs to differ, right? Is friend better than family? The terminology, like, mm-hmm. because you know, we talked about it in the episode where where uh, we talked about hard conversations, right? And I and I and I spoke about growing up with a father that used to say, you know, I'm your father, not your friend, right? Yeah. Now I know when you look at perspective, it's like okay. You are here to raise me up as a man and be everything I can be, right? But at the same time, like by you, the, the, like separating the two between family yeah. and friend, it made it hard to say, well, okay, you know, I, as I'm older now and I just need some advice, like, yeah, I don't know how to come to you. I don't know right. how to be in a situation to have a conversation with you about what's going on in my life, right? Because it seems like when I met a friend, they were able to sit down, have conversation. It feels like less judgment. Yep. It feels like we're on plateaus together. Mm-hmm. They're like, we're there. So when, when you take a look at the concept of a friend and family, you know, maybe friend and water should be more perspective and, and, and together, right? So mm-hmm. like, I like that, that. That's the flow. Water is your friend. Yeah. But is family now the blood, right? Like, so I'm saying, so you, you, you can have a stronger bondship if you are blood and friend together, right? True. Or friend and family together or family friend, yeah. whatever you want to call it. But when you look at that perspective, <clears throat> you know, I, I don't, I just don't know because I do believe in families. You make friendships, right? In blood, you make friendships. Mm-hmm. And those are the people that stay close, closest to you. Right. Like, because you can look at and see the same way when you can cut off your sister or your brother or or, or a parent or whatever. Mm-hmm. That blood ain't thick, bro. <laughs> no, it real thin, real quick. Took real much aspirin. Then that blood out real fast. <laughs> <laughs> it got real thin, real quick. <laughs> so, I mean, when you have those conversations and you sitting there and you thinking about it, like. I think about like our like like our kids like mm-hmm. how important is it going to be like yo how you choose your friends is going to matter more than the people that are here in this proximity. Yes. It's going to matter more than 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 just Susie being your cousin. It's going to matter more than just you know Bill being your brother. Yeah, you know if you don't bang with Bill, even though Bill's your brother, you ain't gotta bang with Bill, right? <laughs> <laughs> You know, and so I think that's going to be an interesting fact. Like, how do you think that we we portray that to our kids going forward? Like, how do, how do we put that in perspective to say, hey, you know, when you're making choices for the people that are going to be in your life, these are some of the standards. Like, just because they're your cousin doesn't mean they got your back. And that's just true. because they claim to be a friend doesn't mean they're going to be as fluid and flow as water. Like, how do you how do you think you're gonna 
uh, create those atmospheres for the girls and your son? Well, we already, like, back when we was living in Cleveland, mm-hmm. my daughter, this is when they started school, because they're only eight, seven, eight, nine, right? So when they started school, like, my oldest daughter, she's a social butterfly. Like, she's like her dad. Every person she meets, she's cool with them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's the, that's her friend already. Oh, yeah. Like, five minutes later, oh, that's my best friend, mommy. That's my best friend. <laughs> but you have my other daughter, who's like me, the middle one. She's reserved, and she watches people. Then she'll, you know, some people got to come to her to make them, them be her friend. You know what I'm saying? And then you have my son. is like, he's shy. He don't play by his sisters. And it's like, I'm teaching them. I'm teaching them to be careful. I don't have to preach that so much to my middle daughter because she's already careful. I'm more teaching her how to be more open and fluid. But with my oldest daughter, I'm telling her, like, everybody's not your friend. Like, this girl was just calling you names and you said she's still your friend. Like, that's not okay. Yeah. So it's with her, because she loves people, it's the idea of me letting her know, like, everybody's not going to have your back. Like, everybody's not going to be there for you. You have to really decipher who's for you and who's not. And it's going to be a learning pro- a learning process for her because even with her dad, he still basically doesn't decipher much. He just, cool with you. Oh, we're going to kick it for a while and that's it. And it's like, and I'm telling him, but hey, wait a minute. You got to make sure, you know, this person is going to have your back and nothing goes wrong because say something happened, then what? Because you don't know them. You know what I mean? And it's the I, same with my daughter. I think it's interesting, right? So yeah. I'm very much a people person. Yeah. <clears throat> but <laughs> I'm huge on separating the terminology between friend and acquaintance, right? Uh-huh. So that's not that, I mean, I've talked to my daughter about, because me and my daughter are very similar in a sense of being people, mm-hmm. like persons. So I've always said, you know, everybody's not your friend, but right. everybody's your acquaintance. And you True. can have conversation, good, good talks, whatever. But when it comes to being an acquaintance and a friend, like there's still a level of barrier for me that's in that perspective. I'm not going to mm-hmm. be like, if you're acquaintance, hey, you know. Why don't you just come kick it in my house today? <laughs> no, nah, that's not okay. Yeah. If, if we're going to go meet, we can go grab some lunch. If we might have something in common. So we're going to go talk about some sports. But I may leave it at that. Like, we're not going to have the conversation. You don't need to know how my wife and my daughter's doing, how my mom and dad are doing. You know what I mean? We're not going to go that far. Now, granted, if things escalate there and you create friendship, you know, it's just something that happens. Because one of the things I also told her is, you're like there's no measure to trust, right? There's no measure to create how the friendship happens. Right. It, it's going to be organic. And so when mm-hmm. you look at friendships and when you look at the people that you're choosing, you know, it's very <sighs> watching character traits, watching how people move, and then allowing yourself to flow is going to be very, very important because we start to trust just by doing shit. Right. Like, you know what I mean? There is no direct measure like it was no hey you know Ariel, man I, I, i'm gonna give you this test today to figure out if i'm gonna trust you or not no right. we're just gonna do some fuck shit it's right, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so man, next thing you know ain't nobody told on you ain't nobody put your business out in the street uh you've been able to have a conversation you shared something that you probably don't share before and then you realize that there's no judgment this person is here for you and a friendship and a bondship begins to create and it just happens organically. Right. Now, I think you can understand when you figure out 
if you try to say something, right? Because I think that that's where the point is. So, like, I mean, as my daughter gets older, one of the biggest things for me has been, like, you know, she likes to hang out with older kids. Her cousins are older, and she's around them a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, she's, you know, she's 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 pre-pandemic, but socially a pandemic baby, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. right? So, I mean, for the last two years you know that's that's age three when you really are cognitive and able to start talking and being cool with the other kids the pandemic hit right Mm. and then now we're in school so now that we're in school it's like well hey i'm morgan you know i'm this i'm that and i never want that position to end for her right like she is she is that social butterfly she is smart she is cool she's very self-aware of herself which is yeah. really good. So, you know, you can end up giving of yourself a lot, right? So you think somebody's mm-hmm. your friend or whatever. So I remember like this older girl we're at the park and oh, you know, she rides my bus, dad. She's my friend. And you can kind of tell she was looking like, Oh, I don't want to play with this little kid, right? Mm-hmm. And I told you we went to the park and there's a bunch of white kids and I'm having like anxiety right now. And I usually don't get anxiety attacks. Like I'm sitting there like <laughs> Did we move to the right neighborhood? There ain't nothing but white kids out here right now. I know it's diverse. Uh, you know, none of the black kids be at the park. Like, what the hell? Like, what park uh, they be at? Huh? I said, what park they be at? Man, I don't know. I gotta find out. <laughs> but nah, but this is the park like in the neighborhood, right? So mm-hmm. like we're in our actual neighborhood, and there's a nice little park right there. And I mean, it was just that it could have been that day. It could have been just too many white kids for me, right? Yeah. And I was just like, do I, I, I let go and let her go play? Or do I just hold on to her now? Like, you know, that was my <laughs> feeling at the time. And she's just like, oh, daddy, just let me go play. So I'm standing there. I'm looking like a hawk. Like, if one of these white kids do something to me. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, bro, like. I have some unresolved issues myself at this moment, right? And so, <laughs> but at the same time, when I looked around, like, I don't have any white friends. Same. I have white acquaintances, right? Like, yeah. I see you at work. I say, what's up? How you doing? And I keep it moving. But, I mean, we're not fit to go hang out and go watch Batman or whatever. Right. Like, <laughs> I ain't got your number in my phone to call you. Like, you know what I mean? There, 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 there's so many different uh, perspectives that come to it. And I'm sitting there and my daughter's like, okay, you know, I'm going to go play with these kids. Like, whatever you're mm-hmm. going to tell me, I want to make friends. I want to be this. I want to be that. And I'm sitting there like, how do, how do I deal with this? How do I deal with this? Like, what does she really ends up having? Like, a really close Caucasian friend. So you kind of like <laughs> put your fear onto her in a way. Okay, no, but I did let her go play. See, see, okay. I did let her go play. I'm okay. just suffering inside at this moment. Yeah, <laughs> like it stuck with me. I'm sitting there like, you so silly. But it's all it's all environment. You know what I mean? So yeah, if 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 you weren't raised in an environment where it was multicultural, like black, white, Asian, Hispanic, mostly black, then that's who you are going to. Feel comfortable, Feel comfortable around. around, yeah. For me, it was for me growing up. It was we lived all over Atlanta, like outside yeah. of Atlanta, Dallas, Georgia, College Park, Forest Park, Riverdale. Like we lived all over. 
Um, and literally there's different people in those areas. And it was hard for me to make friends because we moved so much, but I've had the, I've had the Mexican friends the Vietnamese friends, you know, the Indian friends and the majority of them that I stuck to were black. Um, See, but it's, it's, you know, that's crazy though. Right. Yeah. Like I grew up in an all white neighborhood like that. I, I'm so oh, for Yes. Oh, you DC. So, I mean, I grew up in an all white neighborhood. Like we we grew up on like the more affluent side of town. Yeah. Like, like on my block, we was like the only black family on my whole block. Oh man. <laughs> but like there was other guys. I mean, like we would get up, make maybe get some shots up or whatever. But like as I got older, mm-hmm. you know, I was hanging out with people that looked like me. Yeah. Like, when I would go play ball, I'm at the park with people that look like me. When I'm making friends, it's with people that look, look like, like me. You. So, let me so ask like, you this. Go ahead. Let me ask you this. So, mm-hmm. what do you, what's the cause? Like, what's the reason? You said you grew up around, you know, you know, white, white people on the block. So, what was it that caused you to be more I, I grew up with white culture? people on the block. And yeah. I didn't hang with them. So, even though we, we were there. Mm-hmm. I wasn't there, like if that made sense, right? So no, that makes sense. Even for me, like saying, okay, I grew up in downtown Silver Spring, and you know, my house. I remember, uh, kid. Like, so if you leave my house and you went to the right, there's a guy played ball with Eric on that side. You leave my house and you go to the left. There are these two brothers, Coffin brothers, mm-hmm. uh, Mike and Chris, right? Right. And we would like shoot together in the neighborhood, like. Everybody had a basketball court outside the house. Like, you know, it was affluent. Everybody had a court. So, like, <laughs> you could go somewhere and hoop, right? Right. Now, when I got of age, like, we're talking about maybe, like, 12, 13, I was allowed to ride my bike to the other side. hmm I'd hop on the park. Boom! Like, as soon as I could leave, bam. But my parents circle where, where we were around, who they hung out with. They had kids our age. All black. But of course, you're living in this area, but you're not really making friends in this area. Right. I went to private school most of my life, and those were black private schools. Okay. Like, so you went to school with all black people. Your parents hung out with all black people. You hung out with all black people, but you lived right here. Right. But there was no real interaction. Like, I learned how to code switch. Don't get me wrong. Like, you know, parents worked good jobs. Dad's like, you know, we talk you in there. Don't be in here talking all crazy. Da, 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 da. Well, right. how you doing? My name is John Wayne Willis Jr. I'm here for such interview. I'm going to be very articulate today. And da, 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 da. you have that whole conversation yeah. where you can do that. But at the same time, like my entire years of forming friendships and, and understanding how I was going to pick people was dealing with all black people. So, like, right. that perspective, like, there was no commonality, like, okay, if she's playing basketball with, with, with some white girls, right? Mm-hmm. Basketball is your commonality to, to, to bridge culture. Yeah. Just being at the park to play, there's no bridge of culture. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at this, and I'm just like, like I could not <laughs> figure out how to bridge the culture, because it's the same for her right now. True. It's the same for her. Like when we go hang out with people, like we're going to a barbecue later today. Ain't no white kids gonna be there. Right. <laughs> like <laughs> so, you know, it just felt weird, but at the same time, like she's so optimistic. She's so 
caring and loving and and looking at that perspective where it's like she's going to be able to make friends with anybody you know mm-hmm. she's going to have that ability and with her going to public school instead of like how I did going to a predominantly black private school from kindergarten until my seventh grade year where I went to public school mm-hmm. for like a year for educational help um, because our public school system had better help than the private school systems did. So, I mean, I had to go to speech therapy and a couple of things like that during the time to deal with my speech impediment. But that was the first introduction to like um, the diversity was my seventh grade year. Yeah. First introduction to diversity is I'm 12 years old, <laughs> but I'm playing on the basketball team who's predominantly black. Friends that I met going to the other side of the park still go to the school. So now I'm still, even though it's diverse within the process, but I'm closed off to the other races mm-hmm. because I'm only hanging out with my guys who are right. all black. Right. Or or Hispanic. Or Hispanic. Right. So that was it, right? Like we didn't have anything else. Like I didn't know anything else. I've I've never really even thought about how I put that in perspective, right? So I'm thinking and I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh man, my daughter really wants to make friends. That's what's real big for her right now. Mm-hmm. She wants as many friends as possible. And I'm like, that's such a healthy place to be. Yeah. But I also didn't know how to help navigate her in that in that perspective that day. Oh shoot, John. I'm so sorry. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. What? I'm sorry. Something just came to me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, talk. <laughs> I forgot what? my slow head. Carl Grady factors. Oh, you got a rock? Oh, my Lord. You just got the text like, what you doing? Oh, my Lord. Okay. Did you just get the text? <laughs> no, literally, when you was talking, it hit me. What you were saying and about the having making sure your daughter has the friends and all this stuff. I'm thinking, <laughs> then my son's karate came to my head with the kids his age. I'm like, oh, my Lord. Go ahead. I'm so sorry. Is he supposed to be in practice right now? Yeah. Well, it's over now. It was at oh, nine thirty. He, he totally missed karate. He did. It's okay. Tell him we're gonna teach him crazy. He don't need no karate. <laughs> we're gonna teach him crazy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I had a moment. <laughs> see, and that's why you need friends. <laughs> you see, so silly. No, I'm just saying, like, I think it's such an interesting <laughs> prospect as, 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 as a thing. And so, you know, getting back on topic, um, like teaching her how important it is going to be for her to make her choices and friends. Right. And understanding that family will portray you. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's really important to say, like blood will portray you. They'll talk about you. They'll 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 pretend to be for you and then some of them will really have your back right right but navigating those storms the same way with people you choose mm-hmm. is just going to be really important and and, and i want to make sure as a as an individual as as a as a, as a man that i'm going to be okay going forward if my daughter wants to be really good friends with these white girls out here yeah. in the streets like i think i'm just like oh, we should have moved to college park <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because my sister, my older sister, she connected with the black, the white girls more than she did us, the black people, mm. which is kind of crazy because I'm like, we grew up the same area. Like, we, <laughs> it was diverse, but she, she just happened to like go more to that, to the to Caucasians. And it's like, 
her whole style is like around that. Like that's like <laughs> for real. Like she wanted to like she said she wanted to be with a white guy, marry one day, and and it's like it was kind of weird to me because I'm like, why? What's the reason? Like because we grew up and around the same. We grew up together. Like, but did y'all sit down me. and talk about the reason? Or do you find yeah. like that's a hard question to ask? Oh, okay. No, I ask questions. <laughs> well, her reasoning is because she she feels like she, I guess, can relate more and get out of that person what she wants compared to being with a man like her, a black man. It's, she she's dated a black guy before, from my understanding. He was African, and but it's like. What she likes, their mannerism and all that stuff, that's her preference. Okay, hold on. I'm but that back. was, but that was, let me clear this up. That was years ago. <laughs> I get it. Now get it it's like she's open. But it's like, okay, you were, you were for like, so now, okay, like this is so stereotypical of me, right? Uh huh. <laughs> but like, like, okay, so you said I want to date a black guy, then she would, oh, I dated an African. They're usually a little bit more sterner than uh, Afro-Americans. Like, you know, just saying the blacks that live in America might have been a little bit more your speed. <laughs> like, they Well, actually, there. based off her personality, it made sense that um, that guy, that um, that African dude, because they're, they're different. They, their mannerisms and everything is different from mm-hmm. the black men in America. Like, it is. It's different. Yeah. And I think that's... Our brother-in-law is African. Huh? My brother-in-law is African. Okay. Yes, it's like, I think it's the idea of something different. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something out of what you're used to seeing and your norm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's probably what it is when it comes to her decision and her choice. Hey, I mean, look, I, I respect all people's decisions and choices, right? I think that's the most important thing in life is that we have the <laughs> yeah. to choose those that are going to be in our immediate uh, surroundings and perspective, right? So when it comes down to a lot of this, again, for me, I will always pick water over blood. (laughs) Yeah. Just based on choice, like just based on the choice, because if you're both making the choice, it's hard to break that. Mm -hmm. Now, if it's if it's if it's a one way street, then yeah, that's that's easy to 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 mess up the trust and all of that. But I mean, like, if you're saying, like, yo, I want to be your friend and you want to be my friend, right? If if you have that where two people are choosing one another, yo, I mean, you got people that take in people's kids and they not even blood or, or, or taking people to their home and they not even blood. Right. Build them out of, like, financial situations and they not even blood, like, and they'll do that before blood will. Right, true. So, but I mean, it, it it begs to go back to understanding that power of choice. And once we understand the power of choice, there's nothing more powerful. Yeah, having a choice. It's very powerful. You don't get to choose when you come into this world. Nope. You don't get to choose who's going to be your cousin, your brother. Your mother, your, your father. grandma, your mother, your father. No. Nope. All that is void of choice, right? All of it is void of choice. The minute that you become aware and you are able to make choices, 
whatever it may be, if it's a cousin, sister, a brother, a mother, a father, that bond becomes even stronger, right? But it's right. due to the power of choice. Right. And to me, choice and water are one and the same. It is life's blood. Life's true. blood. So, I love that. That's true. Yeah, man. I mean, at, at, at the end of this, I think that's that's what it all boils down to. It uh, does. It does. I don't think I got nothing else on the subject. That's what it boils down to. That's all Choice is life's blood. <laughs> that's my sign tag. Choice yeah. is life's blood. Choice is and life's at the blood. end of the day, since choice equals water, water is now thicker than blood. Ooh. Debate me. Oh, you're going to get some debate, sir. I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. You got anything before we head out of here? No, I mean you. You hit a. You hit the nail on the head. You know, it all comes down to it. It all it comes, comes down to, real to choice, 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 choice. choice. <laughs> yeah. And it has been another episode of We Still Ain't Got Our Shit Together podcast. And I'm your boy John Wayne Willis Jr. And I'm your girl Manuela Cook. And we out. Bye.